0: Mega Wake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And today, you're in for a special singer songwriter um, to the show here at JW Mega Show. We got Andrew Dame. Hey, JW. Hey. How's it going? You got some fresh nails there.
1: I do, yeah, my nails look fantastic.
0: That is a great color for the season, too.
1: christmas time i guess yeah thanksgiving first but there's not really uh <laughs> i don't know i'm not really into thanksgiving colors
0: yeah i think now it's just yeah it's just it is what it is it's ai uh, felt like there was a lot of folks after you know halloween that went up and started decorating for the holidays it's like wow you know because they're just all wrapped up or locked up
1: <laughs> there was some great i saw some great halloween houses halloween decorations I uh, didn't go trick or treating this year, but um,
0: you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe next year. Next year, yeah. There was uh. There was some trick or treaters around in in my neighborhood. Surprisingly, there was like yeah, there's still some kids walking around, knocking on doors. I couldn't believe it.
1: Sweet. Yeah. It's good they can do that.
0: Yeah. So I um. I think the first time that I actually saw—I was maybe mentioned earlier—was uh, you per- you're performing at Hotel Utah.
1: That's right.
0: Gosh, that you know, little open mic gem. Oh,
1: I miss I miss open mics.
0: Uh, yeah, I miss open mics. You know, Clyde always is back doing the outdoor open mics. Um, yeah, I saw that. And by Devo's Triangle. hmm That's cool. Yeah.
1: It's a little cold unfortunately these days to play uh outside but, um maybe something a cappella. yeah you know i feel like i could figure something out
0: do some chris yeah some some caroling of some kind yeah
1: um have you played at all recently
0: yeah i've been um i've been around i've been on the streets i think uh i don't know it's just a, it's a different it's a different time i uh in my particular neighborhood and where I live in bernal um I went home and um I know the people that live upstairs of this place and I saw him and his girlfriend had left and uh you know they someone had called me out because I had the, always you know like you too like you always have a guitar on mm-hmm. you so people would call you out be like hey play something I was just like <laughs> I, can, I cannot not play something now so then I and I had an electric guitar and somebody that was there was like oh I think you're too loud I'm like i live here <laughs> i don't know like they're uh yeah it's um the electric guitar sometimes can be over you know overwhelming well that's the point right
1: yeah <laughs> yeah how about you um what am i doing so so uh i was actually doing a twitch stream for a while i was trying to do that like every every sunday or every couple sundays um I've sort of fallen out with that though you know it's not you know it's just uh it's just hard to, um, uh, you know, get the energy up. Or you know, s- there's something about, you know, something about it. I haven't been able to muster to keep yeah. doing that.
0: So, I feel like everyone out there, a lot of most everyone, could relate to that right now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. there's just a lot, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of other stuff to worry about. Um, that's great. You've been uh, you've been doing the show though.
0: Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. It's been uh, it's been really fun. I've uh, been having um you know, local artists and, and um entrepreneurs on the show, you know, spoiling them with candies and campfire stories. That's that's uh, the JW I know. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, the the Hotel Utah, um, the open mic scene here, so so great. I've been doing my best to kind of keep myself you know, the human interaction I think a lot of people out there, myself included, maybe you you know, even though we're talking and we're socially distanced and the whole thing, but there's mm-hmm. something, you know, I think everyone out there could could relate, but being able to have a creative outlet is awesome.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I really, um, I definitely feel you because like, you know, just there's something about, um, I'm not the most extroverted person, but you know, I really just miss those like little interactions that you have with people like throughout the week. Um, I think that's, uh, that's been one of the hardest, just strangest parts of
0: this whole ordeal. Yeah. So I know, um, gosh, I'd, I've seen you play before. I mean, you—you've um, been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. What's the yeah? How did you? When was the first time you picked up a guitar? Do you remember?
1: Ah, oh, man. Uh, well, I think it's been um, the first time I took like a couple electric guitar lessons when I was in like middle school, um, and got really turned off actually, because I had this teacher who was trying to teach me like how to use uh how to reach music which uh, just wasn't clicking for me um and he had all these ferrets he was like a ferret person
0: wow yeah and
1: uh it was it was i think there's something about ferret something about ferret people um (laughs) you know nothing wrong nothing wrong with that but maybe um uh, you know no no judgment here but um that, you know, that I got turned off for a little while, but I came back to it in high school, college. Uh, I got an acoustic, and I started just, like, reading tabs, you know, because I loved um, Third Eye Blind, basically, and wanted to learn how to play Third Eye Blind songs.
0: Gosh, you know, Third Eye Blind is so, such a local band, too. That's true. Um, Stefan, he was the lead singer, lives in North Beach, I think, still. Oh, no he kidding. He actually lives in the, in the city. Um, he was on uh cribs or something <laughs> like back in the 90s i i, I was a little back flashy. when they had that show i remember oh gosh I, I remember hearing the first time i heard semi-charm kind of life i thought it was such a great song i didn't realize it was about doing cocaine
1: oh yeah it's oh it's about it's about meth, uh, yeah crystal, crystal meth i think is the was his uh his vice of choice back then hopefully i think he's gotten his you know he's really on a on a good track and still out there. They're still out there playing music. Um,
0: I saw them like a year and a half ago, two years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them. I was I saw them at um in San Jose, um. Staples Center is mm. it Staples? What is the one in San Jose where the Sharks play? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that hardcore. I'd seen them there back in like two thousand eight or something on a trip. Yeah. So. I mean, you, you got up, I mean, you went went up to college, got into acoustic guitar again, and that's so fun to have that as an outlet.
1: Yeah. Um, And then it took me until, you know, it took me until, um, it took me a long time to like, like feel comfortable writing music, Um, uh, like played with a band for a while when I was living in Boston about like eight years ago. And uh, I think that was really useful because I, I, you know, just met up with this, uh, met this guy off Craigslist, actually, who was looking <laughs> for a singer, and, um, and he just had tons of, tons of music that he'd written that he needed a vocal, you know, he needed, like, a melody and, uh, and, and lyrics for, so, um, he just started throwing them at me, and I had to sort of learn how to catch
0: them. That's fun. Yeah.
1: Um, and then I came out of that, and I realized, and, and I, uh, had a really good, uh, well, really bad breakup that was good in other ways because uh, right after that, I found I found that uh, songs just sort of started happening. You know, they sort of started just like coming out. So
0: that's great. Mm-hmm. I I find that way too sometimes with the most intense experiences, like it just can make the best lemonade out of it.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that there's there's always there's always an opportunity um, in every. Uh, Every, every disappointment so
0: yeah well you know thanks for coming in and i'm really thanks excited to me. have you we have an exciting hour ahead of us um i was going to open up the floor to you to for to play a song um, sure i'd love to yeah got my got my guitar and everything hell yeah uh let me just
1: make sure it's you can hear it does that look smart You
0: still hear me Great. oh yeah you're
1: solid okay uh cool
0: yeah. andrew dame live mini radio.fm
2: you take a piece of me with you whenever We used to say it'd be us too Forever Now I'm telling all my stories to the weather Whatever I could write a song that's not about you Take another walk down by the river I know it's cold but I don't give a shiver I'm skipping rocks and counting clouds I'm approaching this the wrong way Maybe you'll stay a part of I'll keep writing songs about you forever, for worser, for better. Yeah, bye. Wow.
0: That was fun. Oh, thank you. Stop. I
1: don't know. We got a radio show. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gosh, I know this virtual audience is just getting more packed by the second. You want to believe it. I feel like you're
1: not really adhering to social distancing, you know, with this this huge audience you have in here.
0: Gosh, I know. They're just like, they're just these pretend people. (laughs) And I don't know pretend people are fun i don't know <laughs> i love that song oh well, thank you that's yeah so gosh so when you wrote that song were you still in boston mm-hmm.
1: uh yep that i wrote that one pretty early like pretty early on uh like that's like one of the first handful of songs that i wrote on my own um uh, you know when i had this moment that i was like oh i can write music without somebody telling me what to play you know so yeah um, yeah, that was one that, that like came out of that breakup. And I think that that's like, you know, I think it's, it's that's something I've really, I've just gotten a lot of value out of it. You know, I, I feel like the, the writing process is a good way to just uh, process things that you're going through uh, put it down on paper even. I think that's really healthy to do even if you know, even if you're not writing a song.
0: you could be just writing something down just Mm -hmm. doodling or just getting
1: it just letting something like come out of you right because i feel like there's times when it's just like oh you know there's just like so much pressure or anxiety or whatever you want to call it that just gets like sort of built up and you know if i don't have some way to let it out then then uh it can get bad but
0: yeah yeah i feel like there's a lot of organic stuff that good stuff that could come out of it, you know, mm-hmm. being able to harness the energy and, and turn it into something beautiful, mm-hmm. you
1: know? Nothing, yeah, nothing like pain for uh,
0: for, uh good songwriting. <laughs> the, um, the melody for that, mm-hmm. or the, uh, the, when you're, I, mm-hmm. that part is just like so therapeutic for me. I feel That's like, sweet. yeah, I mean, I think one of my as far like you're t- talking about um being inspired by heartbreak and mm-hmm. and that type of thing there was someone and it's actually my hero mm. um that? daniel powder i don't even remember he had this song he wrote a happy song yeah. about a bad day yeah there was something like the, the instrumentally and the feeling had a bad of, day
2: yeah break it on down sing a sad song just to turn <laughs> it around okay.
0: yeah that there was something about that and I, I I feel like you know in the like you mentioned you know it was heartbreak maybe that ins- maybe potentially inspired some of the song mm-hmm. that even though it might be seem like it, or the lyrics could be said but the happy the the song is happy
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah or it has a you know it has like an upbeat you know it's hard to listen to that it's hard to listen to that song and not be not feel better you know the the, the bad day. Even though it's you know it's about like uh, it's not about a good day, but um, you know I I think that there's something um, I think there's something that we get at least that I get you know just from sort of commiserating with somebody even though, even if it's just listening to a song where I'm like you know I've had bad days before I know where he's coming from you know
0: yeah and you just have that connection mm-hmm. with that subliminal communication. Mm-hmm. um through the sound waves yeah it's so cool yeah the um so when you had written that i mean so eventually so when you wrote that song and then after that you eventually you somehow landed in the uh the golden city so you, is that what they call it is that the san francisco's i don't know thing? i just <laughs> that's just what you call it I, I is it a new thing i don't know i don't know we got a virtual audience the um, <laughs> the I don't answer. <laughs> I might be the only one that calls it that. I don't know. I uh, I looked it up. Um, I'm trying to think about some other fun names. To call like San Francisco, San Pancho's. San Pancho.
1: <laughs> well, that's one name.
0: Yes. So you you wound up in San Francisco somehow. Yeah. yeah. And so you've written you've written this song, and then somewhere in the interim between here. Are there and here right now at Muni? <laughs> uh, you yep. you made it. You made the journey across the the country.
1: I did. Yeah, that's I pretty took cool. a, uh, i took a flight from the east coast to the west coast. I'd never actually been to the west coast before, um, but I I was uh, uh, I came out here to go to school. Um, there was like a, a coding boot camp that's. Um, I applied to and got into and uh, I said you know screw it I'm just gonna to pack two bags and a guitar and move out there so um, uh, yeah I think that was uh, really glad I took the journey you know I definitely some things I miss uh, a lot of things I miss about the East Coast and um, actually oddly I didn't think that snow like the weather was gonna be one of them but I do find myself missing you know just a really good heavy snowfall now and then um that's something uh something i've missed for sure
0: yeah i am um, i feel like i'm super naive california kid here <laughs> bay area born and i don't know i mean far as like a real season i think it snowed for like two like two minutes one time here in, in, in my lifetime bay. oh my yeah. gosh and people were freaking out and it was like i would it freak out. snowed for two like two minutes everyone's like oh school's out so, <laughs> you know it just like, <laughs> shut it down yeah uh yeah so you know one of my favorite things and um, and i'm sure there's plenty uh, yeah, I don't, i've all i know is california but so marshawn lynch i don't know if you're familiar with marshawn lynch um uh i want to say it's basketball football football okay um yeah so he's an east bay uh, native not native expert raised in uh, oakland okay and he went to uc berkeley he calls it uc oakland mm-hmm. um and he got drafted into the nfl mm-hmm. and he got drafted to the buffalo bills in upstate new york and he said when he got off the plane i saw this interview he said quote unquote he saw all this slush on the ground he said he ain't know nothing about no snow. And it just... What an extreme. Can you imagine, like, being born and raised in Oakland? And then going... I think to... it's
1: got to be the freakiest experience, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what even... What is even happening, you know? It's just such a bizarre
0: state for the world to, to take on. Yeah. So, I mean, the... Um, how long did it take you to miss the snow? Uh, Immediately? Or... About seven years.
1: No, it, like it's, yeah, it's it's up until pretty much, pretty, like pretty recently, actually. I was like, you know, I could deal with like a little bit of snow. Uh, but for the most part, no, I've really, really, uh, I think that that's San Francisco's, uh, the weather is like just really hard to beat. And I think that's one of the things that would be really hard to move away from if I was going to move out of here. Yeah.
0: So you just landed in the airport, you got off the plane, and you're just like. I did, that's and I, could,
1: I took a cab to um, Tenderloin. Yes. I didn't know about the Tenderloin, <laughs> you know. So I, 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 was unloading my bags from this, uh, from this taxi, and putting, you know, putting them on the sidewalk behind me. And he's like, "Are you, are you sure this is where you want to be?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, it's the right address." And he's like, "Okay, just don't, you know, don't let those, don't let those out of your sight." Yeah.
0: yeah. So the um. Uh, I just, yeah, the tenderloin, gosh, I have such a story for you with the tenderloin. So I had something similar too happen, even just being the East Bay native, I, um, I moved to Geary and Polk street. And so that was my first apartment I got in San Francisco. And for me being a, you know, an East Bay kid. So Geary street, I mean, runs right along union square Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I just never considered Geary to be the tenderloin, even though technically it is. And it was an identity crisis of a neighborhood, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you had pulled up um, in the taxi and you're getting everything out of your car, I don't know if you remember the – were you going to a hotel or are you going to uh...
1: – uh, No, I was actually going to sleep on the floor of this school for several months while I was going through it.
0: Oh, wow. In the TL. Yeah. That is pretty badass. Uh, I
1: mean, yeah, I, I think that's one way, that's one way to <laughs> – Yeah, to I mean,
0: that's artistic. That sounds like – there's a lot of mystery in that yeah um yeah so the um yeah so basically i mean <laughs> the tenderloin is i don't know i got used to the waters though i got used to the waters mm-hmm. and uh Hyde street studios is actually in the tenderloin mm-hmm. i was shocked to find out that david bowie had recorded an album there mm-hmm. uh the green days uh insomniac was recorded there which makes a lot more sense actually because they're talking about doing meth (laughs) i want to be city love meth yeah that's the thing they think it's cocaine and they're just like oh that's the best cocaine i ever had no it's actually meth
1: hopefully they don't get yeah hopefully they don't get that mixed up but um yeah uh, there's a lot of connoisseurs i would say (laughs) around
0: here yeah so then, yeah, so I mean, then you, um, you were, uh, you are there, and then you, you finally, you eventually locked down a place, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, so I,
1: I came out of this school, um, found a job, found a, uh, found an apartment to live in, and, uh, then that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I would say, It's been a little bit, um, one of the reasons I came to San Francisco in the first place is that, like, when I was in, when I was living in Boston, um, you know, I was working at this job, and I was trying to play in this band, but I really just, I I was, what I learned from this band is that, like, it's very expensive to make music, you know, and it's very hard to make money making music, so, um, that was, uh, that was why I came out here in the first place, was, like, to get, uh, opportunities um you know a job with more more uh they're give me more flexibility to do that and uh it took a few years but i realized i was not doing music so um i think i was here for about two years before i found the hotel utah and that that actually uh that actually really helped me get back into it and make it like a regular thing in my life again
0: was that your first open mic in sf
1: that was my first open mic ever
0: ever yeah wow yeah i think i want to say that was my first too really yeah that was my first there's something that's really special about that when you're in an open mic and everyone around here you know you just you don't know i mean you're going out you're just testing the waters for the first time oh, i'm so scared and you're so scared but you know everyone's kind of in the same thing and there, there's something about that that i don't know i felt like that's when i kind of got out of my shell like when I went I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna make a fool out of myself and Yeah. Prepare myself for that, you know. But then I was like, oh wow, this wasn't too bad
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think you know, I think it's scary especially to, to go up by yourself. You know, that was, I think that was something I'd never done before is get on stage and have it just be me. Um and uh you know I, I think I think that the way they do it at the Utah and uh and the host there, Brendan, you know, does a a great job at just making every artist feel like they're at home and and they're um uh they're, they're welcome there so i think that's
0: i felt that way too definitely mm-hmm. i felt that way it's a good spot yeah yeah i remember i remember the f- first time and then you, i feel like i you mean know, with open mics now they're harder to come by i've seen some virtual open mics but yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: definitely been pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, w- I would say that the, um, uh, you know, it was a pretty, it was a pretty, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, it was a pretty amazing experience, um, almost like an outer body experience and, um, yeah, I mean, just just being there, being in a, uh, a place with somebody that is funny, really mm-hmm. funny, mm-hmm. Um, and able to kind of make the, the room feel warm, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so... um. So then you wound up in San Francisco and you locked down a, a place and then you started going to open mics. I did. I joined another band, actually,
1: um, and that was a...
2: Uh, you know some
1: semi semi uh, successful endeavor like you know we got a couple recordings out of it um, but you know it took it took about three years something I've learned about working with uh, working with musicians is it's not easy to work with music with music yeah. it's
2: not always easy to
1: work with musicians you know I think it's a it's a uh, it's a hobby that attracts a lot of, like, really big personalities and, and really eccentric, um, you know, interesting, amazing people, but sometimes, um, you know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, you, you need you need a pretty big ego to, you know, you, you need to really, I, I think that's something that really helps with music, um, It's just sort of the, the ability to shut down whatever negative thoughts you have and say, you know what, everybody's going to listen to me for a few minutes, so um i think that that's uh yeah sometimes you get a bunch of people with big ego in the same room sometimes it's great sometimes it's really uh really frustrating
0: yeah i think it, you know i could definitely relate to that people out there relate to it i feel like everyone is unconsciously narcissistic maybe a little bit not everyone but i say that just to inspire because <laughs> it's like there's a nice way to like tell so someone I sometimes
1: that... i feel like it's very much above the surface but yeah sure,
0: sure. <laughs> it's just like yeah i I feel you there. Um, yeah, I have I have some stories. But um, I wanted to open up the floor if you wanted to play another song.
1: Yeah, well, so I guess I could... Um, that first song was from... Uh, I want to say like seven or eight years ago. Um, and uh, I thought maybe I'd play one that I've written more recently. Um, so that, that first one you can find... Uh, It's on, it's on an album that I released uh, in in 2020, back in February. Um, And uh, uh, this, this one, this one's, uh, it's called Whatever. Um, And the album, the album's called Songs I Didn't Write. Um, Although it is all songs that I, that I actually wrote. Uh, But this, this one's (laughs) called, this one's called The Hurricane Song.
2: My back, my back against the wall You're always there to kick me when I fall A storm, earth may shake and the thunder may roll. You said, put more faith in the devil I know than the friend that I don't. Still, life goes on. Sing me a hurricane song. take your abuse We'll live another day makes me sick the way you blame and i refuse to play that game breaks my heart i want no part break that chain if i don't change then things will stay the same Down the only road I know Try to hold it back But the tears start falling Sky keeps falling
0: Andrew Dame Live muni Radio dot It's wow, a Friday. I the audience didn't like that one or something. Yeah, you know, this audience is um is just right around the bend. Yeah, I uh Yeah, I mean it's just um especially now with, with iTunes, it's crazy, man. We got all these we got all these bots, you know, uh, that no, are just they, like there they're, they are. they're there. I mean, it's just an echo. Yeah, it's just yeah. a little bit of a delay. They're just six feet away, that's oh, why. All right. All right. I, I feel, that makes me feel better. Oh, that's a, that's a, yeah, I remember the first, yeah, the first time that I'd seen you play, I remember the lyrics, I was like, man, you're, you know, or, you know, you're able to really, yeah, I, you could just tell when somebody is really good about lyrics. Well, thank you. And I, I don't know, I feel like for me, I, uh, it's just whatever kind of spews out, <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. super improvised. Mm-hmm. Um, and... A lot of these songs I feel like when I I don't know there's all I mean I'm sure some of this was improvised and then like you built on that not... um yeah that you know improvising
1: is something I would like to I, that's actually something I've been trying to improve at I feel like um, you know just just sort of getting in a getting in a place where where you can just let stuff like you know whatever comes out just let it be just let it be a part of, of whatever you're making um, I think that's a really great uh, exercise and some really cool stuff comes out of that, um, but no, I mean I definitely get I definitely get anxious. You know I'm such a perfectionist and I'll, I'll, I'll like, um, you know, go over, um, sometimes really bang my head against the wall until I get like a, a you know whatever that one lyric is that was that was really even bothering me. Um, a song I'll play later actually that's a good example where I like I knew. It took me two years to finish i had most of the song and i was just missing like one um one lyric but you know i'm in that case i'm glad i waited but overall i'm trying to you know i'm trying to get better at just like letting it letting it come out right whatever comes out that's it
0: yeah i feel that way too i uh, a lot of people out there are perfectionists I, I feel like for me i mean perfectionism maybe isn't Not for me personally, Mm -hmm. but it's something like that. It's Mm -hmm. like that. It's like, for me, it's like I always think that it could be better. Like it would just be a little bit better. And then I I, I basically just got to a certain point for myself that I realized that, you know, art and music and creating music is something that I enjoy and it's a form of entertainment. And that's how I've just been able to... Mm -hmm accept the imperfections yeah but sometimes it's your imperfection that makes you unique you know i
1: think i think that's i think that that is kind of the the uh the paradox right is it's like i think a lot of people come into uh you know thinking about music or making music from this place of like oh you know when you think about like what do you like about music um i think it's very common commonly um uh you know the, the notes are like oh how, how good somebody is at singing or, or something but um what i found is like that's the less that's the less interesting part right the more interesting part is like um seeing people take risks you know and seeing people have seeing people like have a point that they want to make and i feel like if somebody has a point they want to make and you can tell then it, doesn't matter you know they could be they could be like um you know some of the most successful singers are are uh like like iggy pop or yes. or uh you know who's the the like henry Rollins, right who, who, who are not uh who are not like melodic singers um but they're they're so uh you can tell they have they have a they're very uh intentional right they, they have this point to make
0: have like this distinct kind of characteristic about their voice and their projection and their character mm-hmm. that, I mean, even for me, I mean, I was more, maybe more of a Beatles guy <laughs> or a girl. Or, and, um, I, you know, I mean, but as compared to, you know, Beatles or stones, mm-hmm. I think that was the funniest question. I'd seen someone ask Robert Plant, got on this radio show. and He asked me to start off the show. He's like, Beatles or stones? And, uh, yeah, I mean I I feel like Mick Jagger... and, he's, and he's like
1: what what like where's Led Zeppelin? Like what you know, what what do you mean? <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah. do you mean Beatles or stones?
0: Yeah, so um he uh he had asked him what was his favorite. Now I'm gonna ask you the same thing because I Oh so between Beatles and Rolling Stones. Yeah.
1: Alfred, I mean for me it's not even a contest. Like I, you know, I think that uh you know, I think it's partly because I grew up with the Beatles that I'm um fonder of them than the Rolling Stones. I mean don't get me wrong, I think that Rolling Stones are a fabulous band. I think McJagger is, is an amazing um you know, if anything, I think he's he's a more interesting singer and character than any of the Beatles. Um, but I, I think that the Beatles uh you know, they just have this unmatchable library. Like, I feel like they they just changed music, like how, how we how we know it and how we think about it and like, you know, i'm sorry rolling stones uh i don't see that
0: yeah i i mean it's it's unbelievable you know here we are now in 2020 you know when they um released sergeant um, pepper and the lonely hearts in 1966 we're talking about this you know 54 years later this is still like a band a topic of conversation mm-hmm. which is so cool um yeah i I feel like I might be a a Beatles person trapped in a Rolling Stones world. That's what I feel like. That's what you feel like. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Do you feel like you, you feel like you like society made you, you know, like the Rolling Stones like that? It was just,
0: you know what? So my, my parents weren't much into either of them. Uh, I, I really, there was something about the stones. I, Mick Jagger, and that's what, what we were just, you know, talking about, like with Iggy Pop and these, in these vocalists that maybe necessarily they weren't, you know, like trained like opera singers, But, sure. they, but they had like this character about their their voice that was uh,
1: but, different. But, but to be clear, you know, I like I, I it's I'm not saying it's about their voice. I'm saying it's it's almost like uh, I don't I don't even want to say despite their voice because I, I think they have great voices for what they were doing. You know, yeah. Um, but like, what makes them really effective and like gripping as as singers, you know, you just you just want to listen to them, right? Uh, and it's because they have such a strong uh, intention.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the no satisfaction. Yeah, that was the. I think that was their first single. And the Beatles' their first single was "Want to Hold Your Hand." hmm
1: yeah I would say I would say I would say they're both they're both actually very intentional bands but with very different intentions you know that, that's the other thing is like you know they're kind of it's kind of unfair to compare the Beatles to the Rolling Stones because they're just very different you know it, it's like it's like this this uh, what was the uh people say like Oasis and Blur right people made like people made up like a, a competition <laughs> between these two bands and it's like they're doing really different things guys you know just like why you know why you gotta like it's always got to be a competition
0: yeah it's just yeah i i feel a way too i um i appreciate all forms of, of art and entertainment and, and vocalists of all you know i don't even know if to categorize it you know um spoken poetry i enjoy it all i really mm. am just i like i don't know i feel like Underground is is cool too. I feel like with the underground, all that really means is that you're not McDonald's, you know.
1: So I mean, is is like is Wendy's under, under an underground?
0: Maybe it is. Wendy's is, I think. Yeah, Wendy's is. I don't know. Think they're like the underdog. You know what? You know, I think so. I I don't know. There's maybe some folks, you know that disagree with me out there, but I do think that Wendy's is underground. Yeah. They got the uh, the square patties, mm-hmm. and you know. And, Eventually, you know, one day they're going to have a vegan patty, too, for all those vegans out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I mean, like, going to, you know, Clyde Owey's open mic, and you got people doing somersaults and stuff up there. You know, you got people doing all sorts of, like, you know, spoken poetry and doing some weird mm-hmm. stuff. I love that. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, the open mic that we have here um, at 6, or sign-ups are at 545, 6 o'clock. Gosh, you, you got people just out here just... You know trying it out it's like an open mic comedy open mic sweet can you imagine I mean it's one thing I mean I mean you're playing instruments just go out there just yourself <laughs> in a microphone you yeah. could do it you seem like you would be really good at that
1: oh, I mean I love I have a I have a, a, a sick little dream of doing stand-up at some point but um uh you know that, that's what I get for like thinking I'm thinking I'm funny. Right, you know, I have that. I have that, like, stuck in my head. Like, oh, I'm like a funny person, you know. And then I I think you're funny. Well, well, thank you, Jw. (laughs) Um, But you're also contributing to this um, disastrous little dream. Um, So I don't know, yeah. But we'll we'll see. We'll see if I uh, uh, ever ever get the courage to do that. But um, yeah, love comedy, and you know, I just love. I love. I love seeing comedians because I love. All of the different and and always new uh, new ways that people come up with to like make you laugh, you know.
0: Yeah, we've um, really adapted to the times over here. So now you know with everything being socially distant, uh, so we, we do the open you know we do outdoor comedy here, but we also have been booking shows at uh, Asant um, Asanta Asantios. I guess I can't talk right now. I don't know what my deal is. <laughs> um asientos there you go yeah so they're literally just a block away yeah and so what it is is that you're able to book the the seat and that way it's reserved and everything's socially distant and then they get comedy and so Mm. we got that set up there we're doing that last cafe and um i heard something recently at zeitgeist oh cool oh that's
1: yeah that's a great place for it because they have that that big open area
0: yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah comedy I think that's one of my l- liquid dreams as well being a comedian
1: oh yeah yeah have you have you done it have you got up and uh, told jokes
0: I have not and it's you know it's maybe in reverence to what you were saying I feel like when I'm being serious people think I'm joking and when I'm joking people think I'm being serious hmm. so then I wind up in this place where the people are just looking at me and they're like what the fuck
1: can you, can you, can, you t- can you tell me something serious
0: um yeah you know it is I uh, I guess I, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sarcastic but yeah I I um, I have this privacy wall at my place that yeah. over the uh, this this last windstorm it just blew over
3: mm-hmm.
0: just completely I just woke up my whole privacy woke up float over yeah and um yeah I'm damn lucky to be alive. But uh Okay. That's a true story. Yeah.
1: What's it did it almost kill you? I just did, you... <laughs> <laughs> did it almost
0: land on you? What's the So I'm lucky that it didn't fall off the the roof because then it could have landed on a car or something. Mm. But it was that windy. Like I had this thing that actually yeah, it gets that windy up there at night. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean I'm just I was maybe it's me. Maybe I don't know if I'm being serious or joking. But um, that is a serious, that's a serious thing that happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds serious. So seri- Do you have any serious things happening recently? Um,
1: I mean, not really. <laughs> like, what have I, it's so sad, I can't even tell you, like, I couldn't even tell you, like, anything that's happened to me. Let alone, like, something serious. Um, I got bit by a cat and i was worried that it might be serious because uh, this is like an outdoor cat right so like if it's, if it's an indoor cat you know like uh, like i used to live with then you know it's like well you know you're probably not going to get any uh any diseases or anything but this cat was outdoors you know so it could have had could have had rabies it could have had covid right so i'm like yeah um i was i was kind of freaking out you know i, I went um I ended up going to the ER and they kind of, you know, I don't think they like laughed at in my face, but they, do uh, I think they got a chuckle out of it. Uh, but apparently, apparently nobody's gotten rabies from a cat bite in like 40 years in San Francisco or something. Um, wow. Really rare. So it's was, good to be
0: cautious though
1: uh yeah i mean i'd prefer to just like not get bitten by cats but like (laughs) you know sometimes these things just happen
0: it's really good to take caution i think that's the right thing what you did i stepped on a rusty nail one time and i actually like punctured my bottom of my foot (sighs) not too badly but enough to be like am i gonna get what's that word tetanus tetanus yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah I um, I was concerned and I I'm concerned yeah I mean the I've uh, also you I mean like seeing so when you see a rodent in the daytime then that's scary because they're nocturnal and so then that's that's a little weird they're, that might yeah that's a good point it's a really good the point the cat or was it at night time when you got bit uh, nope broad daylight <laughs> it's suspenseful yeah yeah, it was.
1: Um, but, you know. I guess, you
0: know, you just can't trust cats. What you know? were you when it happened?
1: Uh, I was at my house. It came up to me on the on my porch. <laughs> what? You know, it, like, came up to the porch, and I was like, oh, look at this, like, friendly cat. You know, and I started, I start, I tried to pet it. Um, and it even, like, made a move, like, oh,
2: you should pet me, you know,
1: and I was like, okay. Fell right into his trap.
0: I just I, I can't that's imagine. So that is a serious thing, what you're talking about, and it is a serious thing. But there's something that's funny about that, because I mean, it would have been funny if something bad happened, like came out of it. But you're just sitting there. I just can imagine anyone sitting at their stoop, at their place, and just hanging out, and and this cat comes up and like purrs right next to you, and you go <laughs> and pet it, and it bites you. That, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's I, I guess it's a funny
1: situation. If you think I, I think get it'd be rabies. funnier. I think it'd be funnier <laughs> if I did get rabies, just because you know, because it's like a one in a billion chance. You know, I think that's just naturally
0: pretty funny. It's a rare thing. Yeah. 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 So um, this has been really fun. I was uh, gonna open up the floor of you, play another, another one of your songs. Yeah, I would love to. And um, mm-hmm. this hour has gone by really quick. Are, are we at, are we at the end? Um, yeah, we're kind of winding down, oh but gosh. we could, we could go on. We could, we could, we could do anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah oh we could gosh. do anything. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: well, this has been, uh, yeah, this definitely flew by, you know, I, I, uh, I, it's really easy to just like sit here and chat for, for ages.
0: It is. Yeah. some human interaction. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We're, so Andrew and myself, we're, uh, sitting back here at the box at Muni Radio and we're socially distant. But to be able to talk to somebody, to actually look at somebody and be in front of somebody yeah, is not, not like track. not between a computer screen. Not a computer screen
1: between us, you know?
0: Yeah. It's great. Human yeah. human interaction is important. I think that's what a lot of myself and a lot of people out there and everyone is... Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. I think you
1: need it to, to survive. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't I... Got uh, a uh, lovely car alarm. Yeah, that mission and the... <laughs> what a, yeah. um, all right, well, uh, let's let's do this. I want to play a song. Um, another. Well, I'm going to play that that song that it took me forever to ages to, to finish. But um, uh, here you go. It's called Whiskey. Did you miss me?
2: Sometimes I get. just can't get out of bed and sometimes I get lucky but I don't let it go to my head and sometimes I get wasted like the world is gonna end Singing whiskey did you miss me I'm home well I sometimes Need to explain that I didn't mean to offend. And sometimes I have more fun than my doctor recommends. And sometimes being honest doesn't make you any friends. Singing whiskey, did you miss me? I'm home. try to make it better if you only knew where to begin. You can write it in a letter if you only had a pen. You can tell it on the mountain, but you're just yelling at the wind singing whiskey, did you miss me? I'm home. summer's over winter's colder wish the sun would come out in the day maybe someday when i'm older and i'll know all the right things to say just like soldiers in a schoolyard are gonna make it all okay
3: singing
2: whiskey Did you miss me? I'm home Well I'm over Being sober Tired of carrying it On my shoulders Tell the devil That my bet's off I'll be waiting With my shoes off If I'm swigging what's it to you i'll be singing hallelujah singing whiskey did you miss me i home wow. beautiful thank you thank you audience you've been lovely
0: it's been really fun been really fun yeah so um andrew dame you can find them on uh, spotify you can find right uh soundcloud
3: yep uh, there's also uh,
1: you can go to andrew dame D, that's D A M E dot uh to find links to most of my music or also look uh, look me up on spotify andrew dame um uh, also on youtube uh, bandcamp etc so awesome. i'll see you out there yeah
0: thanks for coming in this is this thanks, has right. been fun All right, we'll catch you next week, y'all.
3: and
4: MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
5: <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution. Check, check, check. Okay, so
3: that's four
5: a range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolve check, 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 check. ...without the need for modern technology and industry. Hey hey, hey, that, hey, 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 I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an hey, eight-week hey, hey. learning experience designed to work within any schedule...
4: That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius.
3: Yahoo!
6: Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjörk. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed. <laughs> every Wednesday at High Noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. <sighs> Streaming live the station,
3: Mutiny Radio.fm,
6: <laughs> District of the Mission, Mutiny Radio.fm, Mutiny Radio.fm. Radio Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast. mutinyradio.fm hit the donate button stream them live download a podcast have some fun
7: as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the Fourth of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow
6: And
8: what is
6: flat black plastic what could it be it's exactly what you think it is flat black plastic vinyl records round played mixed all for you every Saturday from noon
8: to two, by Scott Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That
6: is flat black plastic.
4: This is cultural matters. We'll mute the radio. Big up to number one station give it to me every time ah!
7: my name is breakfast and i'm running for chancellor of the united states of america for too long we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great big fat nation as your chancellor i will balance the budget on the head of a pin
8: a guy, who knows Bob Sicamano. I'm working some of the times. But those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me. So I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom. But it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I wanted some mindless entertainment. But I paid too much attention. And now I'm broke. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. I like to stretch rubber bands. I need exercise. I have a Moral Compass app on my phone, but I need to keep recharging it. The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I appreciated doing well to well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. I have a car. But it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. You have been a mild and peppered audience, you really have, I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night, this is Aqua Q. I'm Serena, Allison, Ava, Daniel, Fiona, Fiona Kate,
3: Leigh, Oliver,
8: Samantha, Susan, Tom, And this is Radio 11, Radio 11, Radio 11. Radio 11, this is Aqua Q. Q wasn't a pickle. No. It was a real pickle. Bread and butter type, the kind that's delicious. And so his problem remained. You see a doctor. But who would see him during the middle of a day? Like today? or any other day, no less, or more, or more and more etc. The sun was shining across the planet, if only Superman were around too, no no that didn't work. The first time, Niagara and the cola etc and the drop and catch, or so I remember a gas station. Boom. I wonder if the bots have that, or are saving it for some copyright reason to never actually show it to the people when they want to see it again. Hump. He began to hum. The tune was like a bubble, of sorts, yeah that was it, binary entries, and matrices and well, more reason to sort numbers is like a reason to waste a bit of time now to save spending for later. And so that was the reason we gathered up the machines for the final push. The bots had been idle, been mostly idle that is. They thought they were doing work. At least, we thought they were doing work because they were taking up power and humming melodies to the tune, of millions in the data centers. Yes the dark cold rooms where only admins went to plug and unplug Machinery from boxes and palace, and so forth and on and off, with a gas that would asphyxiate A human against his will to work a full shift, or as an excuse to in the whole deal with A soldering iron and a piece of loose metal Hum So the airwaves were alive in the center where Q found himself this afternoon The cold and hot Rows were mostly working, besides B6 which seemed to be wired backwards clues were left for. The others in terms of blinking lights against the backdrop of grated iron. Real time was aisle 5. That's where the magic was supposed to be happening, and by happening I mean. The crypto buses were wired in pairs, and one extra, and a huge molten gasping tray of fiber ran. Out and up the wall and through concrete in a plastic tray, so as to not interrupt its light workings. Yellow. Blue. Orange. Well the DWDM gear was heavenly dark, as most expensive gear is, with but a single light to let you know the chips weren't overheating or anything. Blip. Blip. This went on for a while, tracing, and marveling at the job that had been rigged some 15 years prior. Oh. Was that 480 volts coming in? Nobody gets that anymore. I hope the transformer is hooked up solid. Coffee poured onto the floor from the next room millions of dollars in gear and a 25 coffee pot that was twice it's mean time between failure age. It was sitting on a box, for some reason, and cups were messily dripping grounds into a trash that was never emptied. This was the admin's coffee. Wildest scene. And we wonder why the discs keep filling up. Moving them back and forth, and sharting. And copying. It was like NetApp went on holiday at its 30% marker gate. Or whatever that means. Ready for some dialogue? Again, AQ? Networks in order? Or, out of order by refactor, as intended, right? I mean the job was to reorder the parts we didn't need so when we needed them we wouldn't need them, was that your plan? Or the several dozen people's plans after you rather? Oh yes. That's why. He didn't actually work there anymore. That figures. why there were now 12 men running around in lab coats into the data center to reset the Halon or whatever they use these days, and retract the soldering iron I left behind as a joke. It's no joke, Max was a mind reader. And his associate, Maxine. Yes, there was often confusion. Maxine was slim and Max was not. Maxine wore makeup, and Max was always making up for some job, or making his way out for lunch. Maxine. Her slender hand extended to Q's reach for a sandwich off the cardboard tray. Oh I wasn't hungry anyway. What I am doing here again. To test this. She pointed. You left it here five years ago. And it's still humming. Just like you, it seems. Yes. He was humming, and gleaming at the sight of Project K. It was kind of a wonder he remembered it in all detail, retail, derailed Mastiff Jodger and ought that it was. It's been beeping at us since 12 a.m., I think you got the message, we left your page wrong. Well, we hadn't gotten the page, per se, but you could hear that think five miles away, give or take. The iot signaling it was tied into all over the city. Blip. Blip. Zzzkt. Yeah that bit. You did get the page, right? I mean somebody did. We gotta return txt, see you in eight hours. Why eight? The contract said four. Well, forget about the numbers, it's just a line item, you know, Q hadn't been paid for any of this, but was intrigued to see her holding up the access fob he'd buried in the wall before he left. It was dusty still and lit up when he went to grab it. The metal. Good job. It wouldn't work for us. We thought it might. Well that's fine, he grabbed it and stuffed it in his pocket, with a sandwich to not eat later. I thought you didn't like Max's sandwiches? No, it's not for him, that's why I took it Q left. Indeed. He'll be back in 47 minutes, if his burger adventure is on time. Are you? 47. Yes. I'm on time. I'll need that wire, know the one you're wearing. And, he grabbed her mic and recorder. And yes, that'll do for power. Be back in 12 minutes. Right save click, insert, bobblehead. Yes. It seemed to be working. Q was back in cabinet B6. The backwards one for a reason. So he could find it. Everything has to be sooo-perfect, su- he mumbled. I mean I'm surprised. Well anyway. He jabbed the fob into the drive slot, after screwing around with the rails for a second and some more. Click. More. Zzzkzkzkt. Stop. Quiet. Of sorts. All the spindles locked, and power from the top to the middle of the cabinet was down. Left only with the bottom machine A1, running on one yuan. A dedicated strand of fiber from the tray. O0. Here we were. Well. Here I was. So what have you been up to? He plugged in a screen and clicked a few buttons. Dash. Music on hold came piped through the center speakers. It was. Started with a B. Not that. One. This. And this. He pressed a few keys. And blam. Oh. Well, after all that, Marvel was the prompt. It was one of a team, or rather the head end to the team. Login cryo. Pass, gazing. Dollar. Oh, cash money, and X Windows began to swim into view, switching video modes like it was 1999. 1152 by 928? Wait, over. Okay, here we go. Pop pop prop, gizzle. It was loading bitmaps and changing the color palette to match them easily. 256 colors it had, or 216, or whatever was grayed out. It became apparent to Q that this box had finished its job three years ago. Ever since then, its sort ordeal of went a little nuts and started generating nudes of Terry Hatcher like in 3D stereoscopes and fractals, or some such nonsense. Wild. That must have been the Superman reference from before. He looked down at the fob, still plugged in, and its light had changed to red and began to warble. His arm was hot too, leftover chip and all, or so he imagined he remembered. There was no chip. Or was there? If there was it probably melted but... Oh. He raised his hand and the screen turned white. Wave wave. The screen flicked black and white to a cadence. Not Morse. Barcode maybe. Wave wave. Zero, zero, zero one. One zero, zero zero, one? Black. Well that's highly non-usable. Q outstretched his. And and the screen turned red and then black and then began drawing a wormhole wire mesh. Jesus. Okay tap tap, he typed in a few commands he remembered, and one that couldn't fail, or. So he joked to himself from five years, ago, dollar fail. All the boxes lit up again, and hard drives began to worry and spinning the fiber on each box lit. A little blue LED seed had custom installed with fans to make sure they worked when they were supposed to fail. Yep, that failed in the right direction. He switched the screen to the network interface and watched all the interfaces come up and bond into three virtual interfaces, connected now worldwide fiber coming in from Europe, Asia, and the rest of the Americas. Oh Scotland join this time, crap. He mocked himself. There was a tap at the center door. Maxine was just popping in to see how you're popping on in. Reckoning? We're seeing data spikes on all ingress and power worldwide has hit past the 3% jump. You said wouldn't happen. Oh it's just for power up? No worries. He looked back. Fiber T87 J5. That was just to throw Maxine off. Well did it? What? Throw me off, I'm still connected. She looked down at her device. We're all connected. Fantastic. Now what does it do? Oh. Don't tell me you're going to tell me, please don't you promised. You won't promise me anything. Nor the company. That's why we don't pay you, or rather we paid you to forget about it, at least that's what you told us when you left, yes? Yes. He turned back to the screen, watched some multilingual messages appear then disappear, then reappear in a slightly better font, and the characters began to rewrite themselves, a sort of mashup between Japanese and European languages, with some odd numbers and math figures beginning to appear. The language seemed all right, not aggressive, kind of forthcoming, and solid and flowy and almost understandable, from a visual perspective. I think that's a house, and a fish, and a... Oh. Um, lot? Oh, look. And some. Oh those were my weights and those were a relatives and they had to popped up oh fine he shut the box and turned to vaccine read up i've got to go as he pushed his way past her and out to the street his hand was burning now i guess he'd sort that out the outside was kind of dim as expected and there was just some cloud cover or was it it was definitely darker than usual but he looked up and saw it nobody seemed to notice but a deep voice came through the sky and the message was clear as Well night, boot Let's see if I remember this, again, he was the only one looking up, against all direction, funny as that was He repeated the